Welcome to the Shift Method Podcast. I'm your host, Coach D. My goal is to shift the culture of health and fitness through evidence-based coaching and engaging content for the public and health fitness professionals alike. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you all enjoy this episode. What's good, everyone? Coach D here with the Shift Method Podcast. Happy 2024. Listen, we took a month off, okay? Had to recharge, had to enjoy a little bit of life, had to spend some time with friends and family. Had to celebrate my birthday, had to do some things at the start of the year. We all know it's a busy time in the fitness space. So yeah, we took a little break, but now we are back trying to be consistent with those bi-weekly videos for y'all. And of course, we're going to do a year in review. I know we've done it traditionally for the last couple of years. So as I said, this is something that I always want to do. Hopefully bring on my same guest, maybe bring on multiple guests in the future. We'll see. But of course, always want to bring on someone that I can share with and that we can learn from each other about you know, how the year went and aspirations that we have for the future. And of course, that's got to be my man who's on now for the fourth time. That is Coach Elias. Elias, my brother, let the people know who you are. What's up, everyone? Um, if this is the first episode that you've seen of Damien and I, I highly recommend you go in chronological order chronological chronological that's like a, <laughs> like the new like mechanical yeah yeah mechanical Chronicles. chronological <laughs> um go and watch those videos there it's it's kind of insane to actually watch i think the first one was filmed like almost like in 2020 four, during covid four yeah, years so ago like, yeah you can see how you know we've damien and i have just continuously gotten more handsome and uh our careers this have blossomed true. uh quite a bit actually because i was a i was a wee baby back then and just just breaking into like the more higher parts of the beginning of my career. So, but yeah, um, coach Elias, um, we do all kinds of like online coaching, powerlifting, bodybuilding, lifestyle, um, master's degree from, uh, USF, uh, talk about future school in a second. Um, currently a research assistant in the muscle lab at USF with Dr. Buckner, um, as well as the Human Functional Performance Lab with Dr. Irene Davis, um, one doing some like kind of muscle physiology, resistance training research in the muscle lab, and then doing a lot of biomechanics and injury prevention uh, research with Dr. Davis. So yes, sir. yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, always a pleasure. And yeah, I'll be sure to put all those episode links down in the description below. Again, kind of that first episode about four years ago at this point. Uh, kind of talking about COVID and how it impacted, you know, the coaching industry and just our overall experience. Episode 35 was actually a year in review, very similar to what we're doing today, uh, but was a year in review for uh, 2022 going back. And then we actually did an episode on blood flow restriction and kind of some cool information on the world of hypertrophy and strength and kind of the modern research because as Elias mentioned, he's kind of in, in the research world, which is really, really dope to have someone and to kind of spitball ideas with. But kind of like I said, so going over from 2023 and then also talking a little bit about what we hope to do in the future, personally, and professionally, uh, going to kind of start off with, you know, just overall review, man, for yourself, like how 2023 was for you. How have you like developed maybe personally or professionally? Like, what do you want to share about how 2023 went for you? Oh man, that was, uh, 2023 was a, a kind of the start of a metamorphosis that is just now kind of like, that was where the cocoon kind of started to harden up and now I'm starting the cocoon is starting to open up again. Um, beginning of 2023, I was in the last semester of my master's, uh, still teaching as a graduate teaching assistant. So very, very busy. Now I'm still busy, but just a different kind of busy, but this <laughs> busy uh, with school and work um, and 
cracking into the research world. And then since I graduated in May, had the summer to do some fun traveling, which I needed, um, and then start the school year again as a research assistant employee um, at USF uh, in both the muscle lab and the, um, and the human functional performance lab, um, just kind of all in, all focused on research on data from, you know, doing data from in the lab from uh, like eight to four, then clients like online checking clients from like 4.30 to six and go to the gym, get something to eat, go mm -hmm. to sleep, wake up at 6.30 the next day, do it yep. all over again. Um, and I think I've, I think the biggest thing I've honed in on my career of really expanding my, expanding my idea in my headspace as a scientist, um, starting PhD applications and having some good news come back last week, which was my admittance into Arizona State's uh, PhD in exercise and nutrition. Under, yes. Uh, Congratulations, brother. Senior. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So that'll be starting in the fall which I'm stoked about that. Um, yeah, Dr. Dr. Jason Siegler's a really awesome human being and is really there for his students. Um, that was, with, of course, with program things as well. But one of the biggest reasons I was attracted to that program and under his mentorship, just because he's there, he's had a really, he's from the United States, but has a really expansive career. He's taught in England, taught in Australia. Um, and this is about just his second or third year back in the US. So really uh, just has a lot of, I'm, I'm a big community guy, big communication. And the fact that he can connect our lab to, you know, labs all over the world is, is I think is really powerful. I think as a person, I've um, developed a new kind of work ethic. I'm, I'm not traditionally a morning person, but I've become industry a, will a make morning you one, worker. Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially, especially the fitness industry. And mm -hmm. I've come to really appreciate the, the quiet early hours. I think Nice. It's, it's more, it's motivating to be awake, you know, early and to work early. And, um, yeah, so that, that feels good. And yeah, now I'm just excited to go forward and, and the current, you know, do more science and coach more athletes. I now have, uh, a team of, uh, three bodybuilder, three bodybuilders. Um, all three compete in, in bikini right now. We just had uh summer, my good friend and client of just over, just over a year, about 14 months, uh, compete, um, up in Tallahassee, she got second in her class and second overall, nice. which was awesome for, and she lost to a girl who, um, just who won her pro card. So it was an amazing second <laughs> place. Um, and you know, she goes for the classically, she goes for the, um, NPC look, we competed OCB because that was just the show that we could get a hold of. This is kind of a slow time, um, in competing, um, OCB has a slightly different look that they go for. So, um, I'm confident if she did an NPC you know, we could have taken it all the way, but yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a year of working and learning and, and, and growing for sure. And now kind of making another move. Cause I have a very nomadic habit of <laughs> going someplace for a couple of years and then skipping town and going somewhere else. Um, yeah, we're, we're off to the desert out of the, out of the swamps of, uh, and beaches of, of, uh, of Florida now to, Arizona. Yeah, I remember because I was listening to our year in review before this, a term that kept coming up was delayed gratification. Yeah. And yeah. it has truly, truly paid off for you, man. So that is yeah. just, I'm so ecstatic for you. And that's freaking amazing. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. It. Yes, sir. For that's me, right one here. thing that I've definitely focused on, and this is something that I have done since becoming a trainer, but I think we have like 
I think you've mentioned it before, like there's stages of like life and training, right? You go yeah, through seasons, like yeah. seasons of training in life, right? And so I think at the first half of 2023, you know, you get good at a job, like really good now that I've come up on, it'll be nine years this December that I've been a trainer. And so I've had like, thank you, thank you. And so I've had like this thing where it's like, you know, you're good and you can kind of just go through the motions and you're good enough yeah, at your yeah. job where like, you know, you get busy and you kind of get a little stagnant at times. And that's not to yeah. say that I didn't give my attention and my all, but it's like, you know, you're, you're just busy and you go through the motions for a few months before you know it, you're in June or July. And so I, I realized this around that time. And I was like, you know, I need to make sure that I continue to do more intentional development for myself. Cause I don't know it all. And there's always more stuff to learn. And so a big thing that I put on for myself, I guess, personally and professionally was just investing more in like continue education for myself, mm -hmm. you know, going to ACSM out in Denver, which was That's great. Cool. I got to go with the, the data driven strength guys and some of the exercise science lab people. So that was really awesome experience. Again, just to learn some stuff out there, um, getting into a couple of seminars. They were at the beginning of this year, but also like towards the end of last mm -hmm. year. And so there, and those things are always like rejuvenating, right? You get excited again. It's like, it's like, you still have the passion and purpose for fitness, but you go to things like that. You learn a couple of nuggets and like, it just, it sparks that creativity and that passion yeah. again. Uh, so having that like development side and like mm -hmm. taking time to invest in myself has been very, very rewarding and very, very good. So I'm hoping to keep doing that, man. Good. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's interesting the, the, the concept of like delayed gratification, it's, it's very rewarding. And I think sometimes, and I, I'm sure you dealt with this as well as, when you, you when you get in that delay graph, you're in the trenches, you're going, you're going. Uh -huh. Sometimes you lose sight of that light of the tunnel. Sometimes oh, you're like it's this easy. is my life permanently. Like, yeah, you know, and so I think it it behooves us all to take a moment to like have healthy and I think actually um uh Jake from DDS, um it just I was talking to, briefly talking to him on Instagram last night, but um, I'll be talking to Jake tomorrow. Posted, oh, perfect. <laughs> he just posted or, or I asked, um, he did some like PhD <laughs> advice stuff. So one of my questions was, you know, how do you, how do you keep from burning out in a PhD mm. program or, you know, in anything, how do you keep from burning out in some kind of delayed gratification? He talked about like, even if you have to like schedule some you time, some time yeah. that is like doing you know whether it's reading a certain hobby xyz like and i think that's important uh, to to do that because then like what is it for you know what i mean yeah like, even if you get that thing when you're like depleted in a skeleton like what's the point so I it's think hard I, to pour honestly, from an empty cup man 100 percent. lately what i've been saying in my newsletters is like you can't expect to burn the candle at both ends yeah yeah expect to see in the dark like yeah you won't have a candle it'll no, be you gone won't. you won't <laughs> you know so um yeah i think uh in in respect to having just like yeah living a life of like oh yeah going for something that's a few steps ahead that's not just you know right in front of me it's it's still important to and i really i really need to take my own advice right now <laughs> um and i'm doing a better job at it now but yeah like make sure you have workout time for yourself yes eating your meals, right? As silly as it sounds, I have a, a friend that I, I coach yeah. right now. Like some of my biggest things is reminding her that she needs to eat breakfast, right? Mm -hmm. Taking the time to take it because she's such a, a caring person and always make sure that others yeah. take care of it. It's like, well, what about you? Yeah. What you doing for yourself over there? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Now, this is one I always like asking. I like asking coaches this all the time. And I did ask you this last time. Do you know if there's any like big thing, like 
whether it's in the research lens or like just as like a coaching philosophy lens that you've like maybe changed your mind on or have been like kind of grappling a little bit over over the last year or so or maybe in the mm. recent recent history? That's a good question. Maybe to like to just in general, I guess I'll talk about research and I'll talk about coaching. I guess for the research world, just the as I've spent more time in it and under getting a little bit more and more comfortable in it, uh, being more open minded to because I think when people are on the outside of research, they think, oh, every it's a lot more linear. One study comes out, has some evidence of something or has a certain claim. Everyone's in agreement. Mm -hmm. We're all good. That's science. It just got, I'll say the P word, just got proved. You know what I mean? And now, like, that is, that's just not the case. We don't prove anything. We can disprove something, but we just find more truth towards a, an outcome. Lots and lots of labs disagree with things. Mm -hmm. um, I won't go down that rabbit hole, but, you know, people people write to each I think we talked about this in the last point. People write to each other and, you know, they're not always very nice about certain yes. things or talk to each other at conferences. So just, I think in research, I'm just open-minded say there's a lot more ways to do things, you know. Um, both the labs I work in are very productive. They operate polar oppositely. Is that another word? I think I'm creating a lot of words. You, you can make them. You're, um, you're about to be going for your PhD. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I can do whatever. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's another thing that's scary about the internet. Um, you know, some people just only, you know. But, um, yeah, just... Both are very productive in their own right, but operate completely different. Mm -hmm. um, so learning, you know, take some from this, take some from there. When I have my own lab or creating my own little niche, um, <laughs> my own my own like mini lab at at ASU, like okay, what what do I what what aspects of each do I want to learn? Um, in terms of like actually changing my mind, though, I think I think for I think for a long time because I train a multitude of athletes. Um, and now I've been spending especially more time in hypertrophy where mm -hmm. I ironically was doing more strength stuff, even though I'm a hypertrophy guy. Now that I've had these uh, three bodybuilders, um, seeing that people can train harder, more consistently than I maybe thought of. Mm. Um, because I think I was coming from a world of like, oh, we have to have some kind of flow of RPE, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10-ish, you know, with top sets and things like that. And that's with heavy, heavy weight for lower, lower reps. Right, right. But when we're, when we're just trying to stimulate muscle, you know, we can maybe stick higher, maybe closer to around eight RPE or two RAR uh, for more consistently and not, you know, yeah. burn out. Um, uh, really the idea of like the difference between there's like health phases for clients, building phases for clients. And then yeah. for some who are competitive, have like a prep phase, stuff like mm -hmm. that um yeah and then i think maybe just to put the the cherry on top things for myself is yeah i guess to circle back what we just talked about yeah just giving yourself more grace um and it's important to have some you time some de-stress time because if you become a robot like there's a certain <laughs> thing for like if you're trying to achieve something you have to make some sacrifices but don't let those sacrifices go too far because mm -hmm. you won't have any of yourself left you know what i mean 100% brother. I like the hypertrophy thing because yeah, I think, you know, obviously like person to person and like what's going on in their life, right? Their psychosocial factor is going to impact their recovery slash fatigue, like variability. But with smart programming, like you can do gradually more and more hard work, right? And obviously like, you know, minimum effective dose, like, hey, 
if I can just give you a little little sprinkle and you get 90% of the results versus hitting you with that freaking mm -hmm. hammer and give you 100%, I'm yeah. going to go with the sprinkle of the results, right? Exactly. But if I get a really good bang for my buck and I can do it in a way that's progressive and some people just fucking enjoy it. Some people like, I mean, I have the moments, yeah. I'm sure you do too, where I just like, I just yeah. want to grab myself into the ground for today. So let's, let's just go after it. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. I think, yeah, it's, it's ironic. It's funny how that works for some people, <laughs> even though, you know, if more intensity, if more volume isn't doing for anything for them physiologically, that's ironically part of their adherence. That's what gets them in the door. Yeah. I think is also, you know, fair. I'm a very minimum effective dose guy. Like. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not a, yeah, I, I try to get, especially with lifestyle clients, competitors slightly different, but I think mm -hmm. even though like, um, without going down the, the volume rabbit hole of, of, <laughs> of, uh, resistance training adaptations, I think, uh, yeah, I think there's, there's one, what are we going to physiologically respond to? But two, like also, yeah, people just train a certain way to, cause they enjoy it. And I think, um, you know, my mentor is mentor. So Dr. Buckner's mentor, um, Dr. Jeremy Lenicky talked about just in a podcast a couple of days ago or weeks ago, like, yeah, like we might only have, uh, you know, benefits from X amount of stimulus, but if, you know, that stimulus plus a couple sets or plus a couple reps or plus a couple minutes or, you know, 30 minutes in the gym is going to make you have more fun then you know, who the heck am I to yeah. say, don't do that, you know, yeah. not allowed, like, you know, it's, it's your life. So, you know. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's kind of my, my two cents in there, I guess. I like that. I like that. Mine is more on like the business side. A lot of what I'm trying to do is like, you know, working on redefining my brand a little bit, working on with my okay. clientele, especially honing in more of my in-person training. And so yeah. right now I'm doing uh, a course called impact speaker. Um, then I learned about it kind of towards the end of the year. Uh, and a big thing they focus on, this, is, this isn't new to anyone. We've talked, if you listen to me ramble for, you know, the last couple of years, I'm sure you've heard these words before, yeah. but like, you know, properly like identifying and honing in again on like passion versus purpose. Right. So like mm -hmm. Elias has a great analogy. He always uses like passion is like, you know, the salsa in what you got. And then like if your purpose is like the tortilla chip, like the vehicle that's going to get you there, right? Everyone yeah. wants the salsa, but how do you get to the salsa, right? So it's like understanding the difference between those two things. And then the big thing that I'm learning right now, which is really cool, is like how you articulate that to clients, to, mm. you know, staff you oversee, right? And the way, the simple way that they kind of explained it, I'm kind of like paraphrasing here, but it's like tell stories, not facts. And what I mean by that is, is it important to know the facts, right? I'm talking to a scientist right now, someone who loves reading research and like interacting with like the newest and latest of how things are changing in our industry. Of course, facts are important. And sometimes you meet clients that really do value facts. I have clients that are engineers and they're very meticulous yeah, numbers people, nice. <laughs> right? But when you're first meeting someone for the first time, you know, trying to fax someone into wanting to work with you usually doesn't work. You have to obviously build rapport, but you have to find a story to connect with something that is emotional and not a story or emotion that's in like a weird way, like, you know, lying and telling a story, but a story that is impactful, truth, you, truthful and genuine. That is how you get people to buy into who you are and your skills and expertise. And you can more clearly articulate like your message, your mission, your vision values. And then you know if you and your client, or at least the person that you're prospecting as your client is a good match. Because 
sometimes people aren't good matches and that's okay. Right. You can, you can help a lot of people, but just because like they're in front of you, doesn't mean that you guys are going to click necessarily. Right. So I think learning that about like telling a story, not telling facts and, and, or at least starting with like trying to really focus on the emotional rapport building relating side, especially is like paramount, not only for yourself, for articulating who you are, but also to like working with people really in any industry, but especially in the fitness industry, because what we do is so there's a lot of emotion to like being fit and active, right. Or just even being healthy. I mean, obviously Elias working with, you know, a lot of competitive bodybuilders, like there's still an emotional side of that, but I know you've worked with people who are just like, I want my life back. Yeah. I want to lose weight. Yeah. I want to be able to pick up my kids or I want to be able to be, go up a couple of flights of stairs without feeling like I'm gonna have a heart attack, you know? And so there's a very emotional side of what we do. And the way that you can relate to people is by relating through story and relating through, you know, connections. So that's something that I've, I've always kind of known in the back of my head, but now really like honing in on it more granularly and like actually trying to articulate that better, like through my mission statement and through my business. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And that's so true. It's yeah. Those scientific principles are important, but they don't mean anything to someone who's trying to make lifestyle change. Mm hmm like you do need to, you need to have that connection. Absolutely. Um, and it's not like you said, it's not like a carrot on, on a stick or a carrot on a rope. Like, Hey, like I'm tricking you. It's more like I'm telling you about myself and I'm telling you about my history. So you can, you can lean in and you connect with me. Cause that's, that's the most successful coaching relationships and the longest coaching relationships happen because it's a relationship and you know, yes, all absolutely. My, I consider all my clients, my friends, some have been my friends for a long, long time, even before coaching. hundred percent. But it's, I think it's important, you know, with whatever boundaries we establish. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to have, you know, that relationship because that offers a new layer of trust, trust opens doors, doors open the flow of productivity and productivity, mm -hmm. you know, it comes to permanent or sustainable lifestyle change. So yeah, totally agree with you. I, and I love that. Oh yeah, brother. The uh, next thing I want to ask is some of your favorite moments, some of your highlights of 2023. I'll start with this one first for you. So I picked like a fitness and like non-fitness related one. And funny enough, they actually happened like almost back to back, which is, which is kind of funny. Oh, wow. So I'll start chronologically. The first one was I did a DECA race in May of last oh. year. For those who don't know what DECA is, DECA is, I believe, through Spartan or partnered by Spartan Race. Um, and this is the DECA Mile. So it's actually hosted at FAU through uh, Gravity and Oxygen Fitness at the track and field there. Uh, typically, because I'm actually going to be doing it in a couple of weeks here in February. Typically, I think it's done in February. Uh, this year, for whatever reason, they did it in May. And if you're unfamiliar with South Florida in May, um, it could be like 70 degrees. Or in this case, it was like, I'll put the video. I think it was like 90, 95 degrees. Um, my wave, I think, was like 9.30 or 10, but it started closer maybe to like 10.30, 11. Uh, it was hot. <laughs> Your boy oh trained about three weeks for it. Um, was in great shape freaking diced for a few weeks felt good lean wise um yeah, i've seen your videos there i'm like damn what the heck <laughs> dude i was but let me tell you what though like i had a moment at the end so to, to put context it's a one mile run but it's broken up into 0.1 mile sprints so basically you run 0.1 miles you do one obstacle and you do that 10 times uh so the obstacles i'll try and ra rattle them off but basically it's 30 lunges with a weight uh some box step overs 
you do a ski erg, a salt bike, rower. There's like a torque tank push and pull for distance. Uh, weighted burpees with a ram. I think it's a 30 or 50 pound ram. It's like a Spartan ram. Uh, <laughs> medicine ball rollovers. There's a couple others that I'm missing, but essentially it's 10 pretty grueling, like anaerobic obstacles yeah. mixed with this like sprint and like you're competing for time. So, you know, I get through like the first five or six, I'm freaking like going really well. I actually like had like made done a mock event a few times on my own. And I'm like, dude, I'm crushing this. This is good. I'm doing great on my like personal time. And I get to like the seventh obstacle and like I had to take rest a couple of times, jog it out, get to the next obstacle. And I get to the burpees. And Elias, when I tell you, I don't like to give up. There was a moment in my head. I'm like, am I going to have heat stroke? Am I going to, am I going to die on this field? I had a moment and I was like sitting there, poured some water in my head, took a drink. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to do this. I finished my last few reps, clocked my time, PR for my time for myself personally. And I was done. I was like, you know, as much as that sucked at the end, I'm very glad I didn't quit. And so it was like a nice little resilience check, but also it was just a super, super fun event. It was just Hot as hell, man. Definitely Jeez. would not recommend that at that time Terrible. of year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause like even where you are in Florida compared to where I'm at, like literally oh, yeah. this whole winter, it's not gotten there was like a few days here and there where it was like low, low, low eighties, but it's been cold here. Like oh yeah. Obviously not not like cold how it is in uh, back in Indiana where we met. Yeah. But like comparatively to how Florida usually is, it's been really cold in Tampa. Like in the morning, it'll be like in the 40s and then maybe maybe very low 70s in the afternoon it's usually around like 50s or 60s lately oh that's so, so nice. to hear to hear a temperature with a nine in it is terrifying to me yes. right now yes luckily right now it's it's kind of similar like mornings are like 50s some 40s but then like evening time it might get or like high time i get to like 70 or 80 yeah, right yeah. now but i'm glad it's in february this year so hopefully in the morning it'll be a cool day It'll feel better. So we'll see how it goes this year. I'll probably make a video out of it. Um, that was fun. Love DECA. Love grabbing auction for hosting it. They were amazing. And then non-fitness is kind of fitness because it, it is a trip I did. But I got to go to Denver, Colorado uh, for the ACSM National Conference. Again, kind of like I did with the, the exercise science lab guys at FAU. I went to San Diego. We also got to go to Denver. Conference was amazing. Learned a lot of cool things, but also just time to like kind of outside of the conference, like sightsee. Denver's a really cool place. Um, have, have you ever been Elias? That was my first time. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd never, I'd never been there. Yeah. We ran around, did some, did some hiking. Uh, yeah, that, that was, it was, it was beautiful there. Yeah. And I got to see this guy's beautiful face. So that was fun. Got to go yeah. do some hikes, got to go to some museums. So that was a went to the first Chipotle ever, which was on my bucket list. As oh, as that sounds. Right. Went I to the OG Chipotle. Yeah. So that was a fun trip. I would definitely go back. I'm actually supposed to go back to somewhere in Colorado for a wedding in September. So I will definitely be visiting there again. But what about you, man? What about what were some highlights for you last year that you remember? Definitely. I mean, a highlight would of, of maybe of just a couple of days ago or uh, would be my my admittance. I remember I I got um, I got the email when I had just arrived to the gym and. Uh, and I looked down at my phone and I saw it and I went, yes, and I just got <laughs> tears in my eyes. And I just like stared out the window for like, uh, like a minute. And, <laughs> and 
literally like maybe one minute later, um, my girlfriend Ruby pulled into the parking lot and I was like, here, read this because, um, read this because, yeah, I was, I was, so that was awesome. Um, making the transition from, you know, student to just research assistant was, has been really awesome learning a lot. Um, on all sides, you know, data processing, uh, with computer work, which is about 29 hours of my 50 hours that I'm working right now <laughs> is just data processing. So I'm like, uh, I'm drawing all kinds of, you know, lines and physics movements on, on, on subjects right now on, on like video recordings of them exercising. So yeah, data processing and then data collection in the muscle lab, doing a lot of resistance training there, which is, you know, my bread and butter, which I love. Mm -hmm. Um, Think of some more highlights. Oh, graduating with my master's in in May. That was awesome. Uh, very That's validating. Right. Very <laughs> um, and yeah, I think making a big movement uh, with myself in in my business, uh, forward coaching a slightly different clientele more and more, um, more bodybuilders, more competitors. Um, adding a health coaching certification to my repertoire. So nice. Now, um, I kind of sprinkle that in into my check-ins anyways, but then I also do kind of formal health coaching sessions where it, it doesn't just have to be exercise and nutrition. It can be really anything like fine. Obviously I'm not a financial advisor or anything like that, like that, but it can, or a therapist, but it can do like, you basically pick a subject and we talk about through via motivational interviewing. So like not saying, Hey, I think you should do this, asking them questions and having the client come up with their own answers. Yeah. Um, uh, which if any coach is listening to this, you probably already do motivational interviewing. If you don't even, even if you don't know what it is, yeah. I realized I was doing that when I was in the certification process. Um, but yeah, that's been really fun. And having a new clientele when that's specifically what they're looking for. I actually have a new client, um, on Monday we're starting up, uh, and that was one of the most, one of the big ticket items that he was excited to start with. So, um, yeah, kind of exp expanding the scope uh, is the umbrella under like things I'm excited for and and kind of highlight moments, I would say. Yeah, I like it, man. How was that? First off, what were you hitting and how did the lift feel after you read that you get accepted to PhD school? It must have been like the lift <laughs> of a lifetime. It was, yeah, it was everything body. is rupture yeah. reserve 100. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, you know, actually, to, to be quite honest, I was like adding, you know, tens on things that I maybe shouldn't have. I was just like, yeah, no, 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 I was feeling good. Like my girlfriend's my training partner. So she was there to like support me, but, um, yeah, no, it, it felt great. And, and it was, it was a big weight off my shoulders because I'm sure, you know, I remember when, you know, you probably remember bachelor's masters, like when you send out an application and you don't know when you're going to hear back and you're yep. just like, okay, like yep. when is this thing that I've tried to, or, and I, especially with this school, with this program, I spoke to my potential mentor uh, about 14 months prior to being accepted. So it had been in the works for a long time. So it was just a lot of like, basically, you know, like those, that drum sound, like, da -da 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 -da, <laughs> yeah. before, like, like something happens at the circus or something. Yeah, yeah. That just for months <laughs> was permanently playing in my head <laughs> for months, if not over a year. And yeah. Then it, you know, the 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 clown finally shot out of the cannon, and it, it felt good. So, yeah, super happy for you, brother. <laughs> Thank yes, you. sir.
the um the last thing i want to talk about is kind of like plans for the future right so last night are big goals people always like to talk about that it's funny you talk about how you're expanding your your expertise and your ability that's something i have always worked towards but i on the journey of like really honing in on my professional development for myself of like things i focused on last year i've realized i need to narrow it down mm. and so like i have a target audience i'm not and i'm i'm going to be even though I'm narrowing it down, I'm going to be vague right here because I don't have it mapped out <laughs> quite yet. So I will share, I promise. But basically hiring a mentor and working through like, you know, redefining my target audience, not changing like the whole message of, of what I do, but making it a little bit more granular. Because if you ask me who I train or who I have trained, I've, I've trained about everyone uh, in terms of professional athletes to, you know, high school students to 80 year olds to weight loss to weekend warriors. Like, yeah. I do it all in a, in a, in a sense, it's like, okay, but what exactly, or how exactly does the shift method work and who are you attracting to be a little bit more granular from a business sense? And so yeah. that's actually something that I'm working on and not in the sense of, I'm just going to narrow my skill set forever, but really trying to narrow down who I want to serve more so. And so yeah. that is something that I'm, I'm very excited to work on. You know, like when you're like writing something down, Elias, or like you have a goal and idea of mine, you start writing it down. Yeah. You're like, Oh yes, this is, this is really, really nice. I had, I had one of those light bulb moments talking with a mentor of mine about that. Yeah. So once that is like kind of crystallized, I'll be sure to share it with y'all. Um, but we're working on kind of like a 90 day plan right now for like yeah. helping my brand out more helping, uh, kind of clearly define more so like who I'm working with and why and why I can help them and how we're going to work together. Um, and ultimately just working with more people in person getting, you know, I, I still do the online side of things, but becoming an even better in-person coach is, is kind of like my main focus, at least for the immediate, uh, as we go into 2024. But what about you, bud? What are you focusing on? I think well, right now it's right now we're in the trenches, saving up for the move to go mm -hmm. to Arizona um, now I think I'm on the business side and very honestly similar. Like I've have a couple, not a, yeah, in some degree, some mentors or even friends that are doing similar things as us, but are in a slightly different niche of like slightly kind of niching down a little bit, you know, and, and kind of like honing, like I'm, exp I'm expanding my scope, but I think for more specific, I'm a specific group of people. So mm. I think, uh, I think my under the umbrella of highly motivated people, like, cause I, I think I'll, I'll at the end of the day, work with anyone that is highly motivated that will show up. I'd rather work with, you know, an 80 year old that's going to text me back and, and, you know, communicate and yeah. execute on goals than with an NFL player. That's going to pay me $30 million a month. Don't quote me on that. Maybe I, you know, maybe I will take the 30 million, but, no, but yeah, like breaking um, news. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think also like niching down and and focusing and I I've, it's it's been hard because like you said in the past like when you're going through and you're busy it's hard to upgrade so I yes. think now finding time especially in the summer nearing the summer time to upgrade and um kind of create that that content and then in terms of I think I did I lose my train of thought would you repeat the question one more time yeah yeah just like kind of plans that you have for either personally or professionally for yourself oh, as you're going yeah. through 2024 yeah and then I guess for professionally in terms of the research and and part of my career there is really arrive to ASU and establish a mini lab within the human performance lab you know I think 
it would be the muscle lab for give or take a term. Um, and then communicate with, um, I think Damien uh, and I were talking about this a little bit before, but, you know, talk with um, the master's students that are strength conditioning there, everyone interested in resistance training, as well as um, Brooke, who is Brooke Butterick, who is uh, a second year uh, PhD student under Dr. Siegler. She's been amazing communicating with me and telling me all about the lab. She comes from a uh, nutrition, right? She's a registered dietitian. She comes from a nutrition background and it's cool because this program is exercise and nutrition. So you kind of get both parts. So I said, let's do this program a lot of honor and maybe we can do some projects and, and, and research that is like, has expertise in both, you know, mm -hmm. you know, usually studies have, you know, it's an exercise study has a little sprinkle of nutrition. It's a nutrition study has a little yes. sprinkle of, nutri of, uh, uh, of the other one kind of the other side of the same coin maybe we can go in and you know create expertise and, and, and projects expertise from both sides so you know really kind of finding my own niche there i think under the umbrella of you know niche and business niche and re niche and research mm -hmm. niching down and really um kind of focusing on how we can you know just create better content better papers better stuff for all people to benefit whether it's research whether it's clients whether it's um, just free content on the internet. Um, cause like you said, you know, shift method is fitness and education. Mm -hmm. Um, that's very similar to how I'm, uh, aligning my life as well. Just education for all. So, um, yeah, I think that was a, those are the plans as of now, right now, those are the goals. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, going off to PhD school here in this fall and obviously, you know, you're going to do great things both for your business and for that dude. So I'm super excited to learn more about that. Can you let people know kind of just where to find you, where to connect with you, any of the resources or any coaching that you have opportunities for them? Definitely, definitely. Do all kinds of coaching right now. Offer, um, really, it's it's a customize your own program, but kind of on a whole, I use these as examples, but basically strength slash powerlifting, hypertrophy slash bodybuilding, uh, fat loss and uh, performance. We can do a hybrid of anything like that. Um, do kind of basic packages that are a little bit more, here's some structured exercise. Let's check in a little once in a while, about once every four weeks. Here's my newsletter. Here's my, uh, individualized, uh, voicemail, um, that you get every week, or we do the whole shibuti, the whole full package, um, kind of the nutrition, stress management, exercise, that whole deal, um, as well as a competitive version of that as well. Um, you can catch me on coach Elias that's kind of my best way to get a hold of me um, right now. Instagram, do some uh, posts there and things. I may actually change my Instagram name very soon. Um, so we might, I might have Damien update that in the near future. So right now it's Coach Elias um, underline MS, but that might change soon to just kind of be uh, kind of carry out a message. And then with the degrees changing, that'll just keep changing. So I want to, I want to <laughs> do something a little bit more permanent there. So um yeah, probably the best way to get a hold of me, go to coacheliasfigueroa.com. I have submission forms for potential clients. And just if you want to get a hold of me for business or communication, you totally can do that. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me. And you still have a newsletter, right? Yeah, I've got that newsletter. That is for, kind of, that, that more specifically is uh, active clients, clients gotcha. on pause and kind of my closer circle community. Um so yeah, that's basically for like clients, potential clients soon to be, um, but on there, I post a lot of 
uh, motivation, nutrition, things I'm doing in research, stuff like that. So, you know, even if you're interested or want to jump on the family, not commit to training right away, definitely reach out to me. We can add you to that. And, um, yeah. Perfect. I'll be sure to put all that in the description down below. Y'all know where to find me website, the underscore or website is the shift Y'all know for YouTube, TikTok, all that good stuff. We're going to be at the underscore shift underscore method actually going to be stopping the TikTok side of things here in the next month. So I would say primarily just stay on Instagram uh, and YouTube shorts. That's going to be where my main content is. As y'all know, we got these podcasts every other week and then YouTube videos on the weeks that you miss. So weekly long form content. If you're in the South Florida area, specifically around Boca Raton, I got some spaces for you if you want to come train at Johnny O's gym. And of course, similar to Elias, I do some online coaching more so for the general fitness side of things, um, where Elias more so does like the bodybuilding and kind of the hypertrophy and strength side. So if you're interested in some online coaching, whether that is a more check-in style where I update your program weekly, or if you just want kind of a template to kind of follow at your own pace through your own you know, time, I also have custom training templates available at the shiftmethod.org. But otherwise, Elias, it was a good seeing you, brother. So proud of you. So happy for you with the PhD journey coming up here. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Damien. So proud of you as well and excited for the 5 Pete, whenever it comes about. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Later, everyone.